Welcome back to another episode of the Love Rule podcast. This is episode five. And if you're new here, then this is a podcast talking all things LGBTQ plus love and weddings. We're wedding photographers, videographers, and also LGBTQ plus educators. And the reason for this podcast is because we wanted to create a space for allies to learn and also for our community to feel represented. My name is Els, my pronouns are they, she, and I'm a videographer at Rebel Love Club and co-founder of the Rebel Love Directory. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-hosts, the two Stephs. <laughs> I'm Steph with the PH, my pronouns are she, her, and I am Stephanie Dreams Photography, amongst other wonderful things in life. I'm Steph with an FF, and I am the photographer at Rebel Love Club and the co-founder of Rebel Love Directory. And if you don't know what that is, it is an LGBTQ plus inclusive wedding suppliers directory and your pronouns are she her (laughs) in this episode we will be talking to our fabulous friends and fellow queers max and laurie known to some of us as the uh the parents of the community um, the three of us actually captured Max and Laurie's uh, beautiful elopement at Burr Island last year. And that is exactly what we're going to be talking all about today. So, hello. Hi. Hiya. Hi. 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 You want to introduce yourselves? Tell us who, I mean, we who know who you are, but tell the lovely listeners. Surely can. So I'm Laurie. I am uh, 41. I live in Hastings with Max. My pronouns are she, her. Um, although I did accidentally they myself the other day, but more on that later. Um, oh, we live in Hastings and I am a TV producer and a content creator. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Hello, my Hi. name is Max. My pronouns are he, him. A recent change from he, they, because I just felt, Hi, Max. you know, the time is the time is now. It just didn't feel right anymore. It's a man, Maureen. I oh, interestingly yeah. also live in Hastings with my with my wife <laughs> and my dog. Um, and I do a a melee of things, mostly content creation, mostly editing for Laurie at the moment. And I'm currently in a bit of a midlife career crisis. So this episode isn't about that. So for now, we'll just say I'm a content creator. It right. could be. <laughs> Part two. Let's see how we get on. Yeah. <laughs> So we'd love to know more about your relationship, maybe how you met and also the proposal because I was involved. Okay, so the official line is we met on an app. Uh, can we make, can we say the name? Yeah. We met on her. Um, and I had just come out of a really terrible relationship. I'm not afraid to say that publicly. It was bloody awful. Um, so I was absolutely not looking for... A relationship I just wanted a bit of fun in my old age you know um but Max's little face popped up and I was like oh my god I want that one um, <laughs> so I swiped whatever way it is you swipe when you like somebody and didn't hear anything from the bastard for a really long time did I so to interject here yes please do. at this point I was actually working for her um in a completely non-app related capacity i was doing brand partnerships so i only had the app to check content and 
so I didn't have my notifications on, I didn't really use it. I was also in a similar position. I'd just come out of a relationship. I was absolutely not dating. I'd actually texted <laughs> texted one of my friends to say I'm dating myself and to prove it, I'm my lock screen. And I'd literally put a picture <laughs> of myself as my lock screen. Um, Brilliant. I love in that. a suit. I look great. Anyway. You did. So I didn't see I didn't see anything on on the app. And then Laurie followed me on Instagram. Which you, which, Laurie's like, oh, you just showed up, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Your name was in your. My Instagram was on. It was my profile because it said my profile literally said, I work for her. Yes, the app you're on right now. I'm trans. Don't make it weird. I'm usually on Instagram. That was my bio. And then I went and found your Instagram. Yeah, and she followed me, and I thought, a, I recognise you, and b, you're a hottie. Yeah. So, so there was a uh, a moment. Because I, w- I wanted to message you and I was like, mm, I don't know, I don't know how weird this is going to be. So I ended up messaging you at about two o'clock in the morning and I was sober at this point. And I'd gone out to like a, a club night and I was in the cab on the way back and I sent her a DM that just said like, I just have to tell you that you're really gorgeous. And then I deleted it because I was like, she's going to think that I'm like hammered and hitting her up for like a booty call. And I was like, because I wasn't, I was completely sober. I was actually really annoyed yeah. that I'd been out that night because I had a crap night. And I was eating my McDonald's and I messaged you and then I was like, I'm gonna have to delete that. And then the next day I twigged where I'd seen you before. Oh. And I went back on the app onto her and saw that you'd messaged me and was like, motherfucker. And it was like, it was like five or seven days. Like it had been like an inappropriate amount of time, like an awkward amount of time. So I messaged you on her and was like, I'm so sorry. I never come on here. I'm gonna mess you on Instagram. And then I messaged you on Instagram. And, and the rest was, is history. So that was the say. Sunday, and I came down to Hastings Literally. on the Wednesday. Yeah, he came down to Hastings on the Wednesday and then didn't leave for three days. So two days. I was gonna say, and then never left. <laughs> and then never left. Yeah. Um, and it was supposed to be, you know, let's not beat around the bush. It was just gonna be a I, just gonna be a booty call. So wasn't my it? best friend was having top surgery. And I was like, okay, I have to stay in London to make sure he gets to the hospital okay. And I called him and was like, whilst you're in the hospital, do I need to be in London? And he was like, bitch, why? I was like, I'm going to go to Hastings um, to shag this woman that I met. And he was like, I thought you weren't dating anyone. Firstly, and I was like, no, no, it's fine. It's literally just a booty call. Like, she's really hot. Don't worry about it. So I went to Hastings and then he was in hospital and then I, I came back. So, so there was a point where, <laughs> I don't know if you can put this in the, in the podcast, but there was a point where we were in bed together. <laughs> And I was like, I have to have my phone on now because he's going to call me when he wakes up and I, I have to answer it. So we're in bed. I'm covered in lipstick, obviously. And my phone rings <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to have to answer this. So the first time you met my best friend, the first time my best friend met you, he'd just woken up from top surgery. And we were naked off his and you fu- were covered in Off lipstick. his fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> I was covered in lipstick. And he, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was perfect. Yeah, it was. They're now really good friends. I love so this. Fine. Yes. Yeah. Um, Such a good story. It was, yeah, it was, it was just right, wasn't it? It was completely accidental. Completely and unintentional and unexpected. And I got, I went straight from here to to his house to see him when he got home. It was like the Friday. And um, I said to him, I was like, I think I'm in real trouble. I really think I'm in trouble. And he was very, he was, he was very like, 
this is not what you're meant to be doing. And then I saw you, I saw you again and I wanted to see him again. And I was like, I either break the rules, fully commit to this and like see where it goes or I cut it off right now because there was no, it was like, if this carried on happening, this is going to be something like this can't just be casual. And I was like, if I don't want anything to happen, I'm going to have to like stop now. I mean, at that point it was too late anyway. I'm really glad you didn't. I'm so yeah. glad you didn't. We all yeah. are. <laughs> we all are. We're very invested in this. But I think you had the same thought process as well. You I did have like... the same thought process, but I am nothing if not a romantic who will jump in feet first every single <laughs> no, time. Nothing if not impulsive. Even if the red flags are waving away like a fucking narcissist carnival. Um, <laughs> I did. I did say to myself that if... If there was a if there was even an orange flag, I was I was out of there. But mm. there was there was yeah. nothing, and I just thought, you know what, I you can't shut yourself off to possibilities because you've been hurt in the past. I mean, I've been hurt a lot in the past, and I've had some mm. terrible times. But you, I just believe in love. I really yeah. do believe in love. Yeah. I know it's sickening, isn't it? It's so queer. No, I'm so romantic. <laughs> I am a big believer in the the second you stop looking, that's when you meet your yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think there's yeah. ever yeah. there's very few people I know who have met their like forever person when they've been like desperately wanting to be in a relationship. Actively yeah. aggressively the, pursuing the one. Yeah. 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 Like and I think yeah. that was very true for both of us. I was very much completely happy on my own, as were you. And that's the key to our relationship is actually rather than two people who come together to make a whole, we're two separate mm-hmm. people and then our relationship is something separate. Yeah. So there's there's so much more security in that, which is really nice. Fast forward, April 2022. And Laurie and I have been together for seven or eight months. And at that point, Steph had already come and, and taken some photos for us. Like, I think... Um, a bit earlier on and I messaged her and said I'm going to propose to Laurie on our one year anniversary because you can pump me full of testosterone but you can't take the lesbian out of my body (laughs) you haul in hardcore and so our one year anniversary was in the end of August and Steph was the only person who knew at this point and I also also told my best friend who he was like I love Laurie are you sure you want to do this and I was like Yes, because yeah. I'd also told him that I didn't want to get married. So it was... You told me that you didn't want to get married. I didn't. I didn't want to get married. But... Well, how's that working out for you? <laughs> Real good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and I, I, I knew roughly what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be... Our, roughly like our first real date which was fish and chips on the beach in Hastings. And I knew that if I just said like, Steph's going to come down and, and do a shoot you wouldn't really suspect because because of our lives that just happens That's quite just often normal. yeah everyone's like how did yeah. how did you surprise her and i'm like she just this is it happens babe you tell me there's going to be a camera there i'm there i'm not yeah, going to argue like, with you yeah. and i was like oh it was normalized yeah, yeah. i was yeah. like we're going to do a shoot on the beach like our first date she's like oh, thank you the time came and the morning so it was our actual one year anniversary and in the morning Laura was like oh i've got your present and she gets out a ring box and at this point, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And Can I would I honestly would have just been like, absolutely fucking not. Like, no, I have gone to the ends of the earth. And I remember thinking, because you'd like just gotten out of the shower and you had your hair in a towel. And I was like, she wouldn't, like, no, you would plan Come this on more. Now. Anyway, it wasn't, it wasn't an engagement. Because you gave it to me and you went, this isn't an engagement ring. 
And I was like, good. <laughs> so Steph came and we did some shoots in the house and then we went down to the beach. I would like and... to say at this point that Laurie was a bit like, nah, should we go down to the beach? Yeah, you were like, oh, I don't like... really, I don't I'm not, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> and you were, you'd woken up that morning, you were like, I'm really knackered, like, let's just do the shoot and then chill out. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, isn't it a big deal? I think I was in the depths of like, I don't know whether I'd like not long started HRT yeah, or something, but I was like, I was not great. feeling like physically not feeling that great. Yeah. So I could have sacked it off mm. to be fair. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm glad that I didn't. But... I wouldn't have let you. No. I would have, and you would have twigged something that was happening then because I'm usually very understanding. Yes, and I would have been like, no, we're going you to are the going beach. to that bloody beach woman. So we went to the beach, went by the, the chip shop, um, picked up a bag of chips and a bag full of bags. Uh, while I was in the fish and chip shop, I had to try and explain to the gentleman behind the counter why I needed a fake bag of chips. Uh, and it was very, very busy. So I basically just went, I'm proposing and I need to hide the ring. And he just looked at me like, I what? don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> he did not care. <laughs> like, I feel like Take had it been maybe a, a, a female identified person, they might have been like, oh my God, cute. Whereas he was just like, I don't fuck yeah. you. Like, go away. Yeah, why are you yeah. telling me yeah. this? <laughs> got the chips, got back in the car. Laurie's trying to eat the chips. I was like, stop trying to eat chips get on the beach i was so hungry we get we get set up <laughs> i i put my my phone on to film because i was like oh i just want some some background video which and again I, is completely normal i'd hidden mm. the ring box in the fake bag of chips laurie had the bag of actual chips and she was eating them they were so good they were really good chips they were really good and we hadn't really eaten all day and you can see it in the video on our instagram i take her bag of chips and give her my bag of chips because she has the ring in it but she's really annoyed because she's like why are you taking <laughs> there's literally like this look that came across my face this is like second like, of rage i was like why are you not? taking my chips <laughs> i don't want your chips my chips are perfect and then you realize that it was fake and you say it's fake yeah and you opened it and you go what's this <laughs> and i was looking at you and then I took it off you and opened it, and that's when you saw it, and that's when you told me to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is one of my favorite videos. Yeah, it 100%. was. I could not have hoped for a funnier response. I thought you would. Were... It's a very lorry response. I thought it was taking the piss. It it really did take longer than it probably should have done to like register. <laughs> I don't know why you had to take some glasses off. <laughs> I didn't want all my mascara. And to then get, you like... and then you said, "Are you serious?" Yeah, and I went. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, yes, yes. Like a breathy yes. heroin of the... Yes, a million times, yes. A 1930s novel. I want to give a shout out to Steph at this point because she literally facilitated this She whole did thing. facilitate the entire... Right down yeah. to looking after the ring until the last possible minute because... It's like a. It was like a big 1920s ring. Box. And shooting whilst holding onto Twiglet, the most erotic dog in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I want to get to you, but mummy, like... daddy, Klingon. Yeah, you did and amazing, Steph. And the photos were just. Obviously I could not have pulled it off without yeah, you. Yeah, photos are beautiful. But it was, wow. it was. It was. It was. It literally everything happened the way I wanted it to. So let's let's talk about the wedding, the the big event of last year. Oh. Um, let's... <laughs> the event of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, we obviously know uh, where, how, the vibe, everything. But yeah, tell us where it was. I think it'd be good to start with like why you decided with what you I can, yeah, I can, yeah, I can give some context local. to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
Not long after we got engaged, Laurie said to me, you know, A, do you want to be involved in the planning of this? And B, if you do, what do you envision? And I think it was one of those weird moments where we remember that you've mostly been in relationships with like cis men. Because <laughs> you were like, you, you know, do you want to be? And I was like, of course I want to be fucking involved in this. Like, the what? Yeah. And then you said, okay, what is your what 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 do you envision uh, as as your wedding? And it, which is a difficult question for someone who has never wanted or planned to get married. I said, me, you, and the dog. Mm. And I, it was kind of a joke, but actually, you were like, okay, let's do it. And that's kind of what started us on the thought process of eloping. And or I, a micro wedding, or just the two of us wedding, or yeah. whatever they're calling it in modern, think, modern, whatever the kids are calling it these days. But yes, it was very much a like, we, we want it to just be us. As sorry to interject, my love, but as two people with ADHD, the thought of trying to focus on each other whilst trying to entertain everybody else for a start, I wanted it to be. And a day where I could completely focus on you and us and not have to worry about what anybody else was doing, whether anyone was having a nice time, where they were, if they were in the wrong place, if anybody... Do you know what I mean? It was... It, I, yeah. The idea of a traditional... And traditional, I just mean like a normal, what you would expect wedding, hmm. is my worst nightmare. As a an ADHD, pretty sure they're autistic, anxious person cannot think of anything worse and what I didn't want to do was spend years of my life planning thousands of pounds on something that I didn't end up enjoying Mm -hmm. because what's the point and I thought about it in terms of what is the actual end goal of this and I just thought I just want to marry you like I'll I'll marry you in a public toilet on Hastings Beach if 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 that's like the easiest way to do it like I really had much less interest in the wedding than the actual marriage. Mm. So we started thinking about eloping and and I'd seen some of my friends who'd gone to Gretna Green and, and their pictures looked really nice, but it was very far. We weren't sure if it was right for us. And from the very beginning of our relationship, we talked about the Bower Island Hotel because it's near where I grew up and you'd been there. And because it's Art Deco, it's basically your spiritual home. Mm-hmm. Laurie just blends right in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we knew that for a wedding wedding you had to rent the whole thing which is obviously not going to be an option for us so on the off chance we reached out to them and just said do you do you allow just micro weddings like literally just us and they said yeah of course just book you know we book, booked a suite for a couple of nights and we can get married there and we just need a registrar and we just thought yeah this is this is right for us it's beautiful it's it's a significant place that we want to be in and it just it was just the obvious answer wasn't it it was it was uh my best friend got married there and it it had always kind of you know I did think oh if I ever get married again I would you know I'd love to get married on Burra I mean it's just such a stunning it's just so stunning like irrespective of whether we'd had you know you there doing photos and videos like it's such a beautiful place with like a really nice. It's very special. It's, it's really special. It's a really really special place, um, but mm. but then it's sort of um, I, I 
So I never call it an elopement because we did mm. end up having to tell people because Max's family lives so close to Burr Island and we were probably going to drive down there and stay with them before. I was like, we cannot, we can't go and stay in Devon and be like, oh yes, we're just, we're going to, I don't know. I don't know what we would have said. So we we did, you know, we told my mum and we told your mum and, you know, I, you know, we don't have any massive family feuds or anything like that going on that will make inviting family difficult or anything like that like our families are fine and um I would have loved my mum to be there actually but when you start inviting one you've got to invite the other and then you know you even if you invite friends you've got to think like you know from an expense point of view I know that sounds really unromantic doesn't it but but they start creeping up don't they costs and yeah and and then you start running the risk of like if you don't invite so and so then they might feel hurt the and it's only, just like you eliminate all of that by just doing just the two of you the only way for us to do what we wanted to do was to do it the way that we did it yeah and i think people do assume that there's some like big dark reason why our families weren't there and there really isn't not in the slightest it's literally just us really it's being very self-centered and being very selfish and i i use those words specifically because i'm totally mm-hmm. fine with that mm-hmm. it's yeah. my wedding mm-hmm. it's, it's my our, money it's our wedding it's your money it's our wedding, <laughs> <laughs> it's, our wedding. it's our money it's our decision mm-hmm. it's what we wanted to do and i i think there's so much in in the wedding space of people doing things because their family want them to do it or they have to do this and I just don't I don't buy into that in my in my day-to-day life as a as a trans person I had to talk myself out of that very hard and I just thought you know I could do this big wedding and invite loads of people and not enjoy it and spend loads of money and then that's my wedding or I could do this and this was the better option and actually you know telling telling our family about it your mum was fine my mum was a little confused but then understood it (laughs) yeah I mean you know just to just to kind of add a caveat you know we know a lot of people who have had the kind of big weddings Mm. and it's beautiful and it's lovely and it's you know that's if that's what you want I think I think it's like anything in life you have to do what's right for you and as long as yeah the decision to have you know a big white wedding or whatever is your decision and that's what you want and that's what's going to make you feel special great but you know it's the bowing to external pressures that your family want you to have a big white wedding or uh, society says that like that's the only proper way to get married um we just wanted to do something that was just very much for us mm-hmm. And it was amazing. I think we see, I think we see that so much as our job. Yeah, we do. Like, yeah. yeah, we honestly do, and we are all for people who want to be traditional if they want to be traditional. But have a look into those traditions. Actually, yeah. have a think about like inviting your auntie that you've not seen in two years. Like, why are you doing that? What purpose are you bringing to your wedding to like have? have these things that actually they don't like it doesn't matter what matters is you getting married so Mm. I think we're all for you doing what you want to do because that's right for you and it doesn't doesn't matter nothing else matters Mm -hmm. I think you're right with the like explore it a bit more and like Mm. dig into it a bit more because some people just charge ahead because they're like this is this is what we do and this you know we need this and we need that and 
you know, we cut costs with certain things because we were like, we don't need that. Like, mm. I, you know, I am a femme. I do appreciate uh, feminine things. And if I had endless amounts of cash, of course I would have had flesh, bleh, bleh, fresh flowers everywhere because I love them. But when it came to it, the most important thing was spending time with you at that beautiful hotel. So that was one of the biggest expenses, wasn't it? Mm. Um, my dresses, which I had hand like custom made, were um, were one of the biggest expenses. Your dresses were glorious. Oh my gosh, you did such though. a good job. Tara Dayton, Atelier, shout out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there were a lot of things that we just didn't do. And not because not even because I necessarily don't agree with them or whatever, but it was like, you have to prioritize. And we were on a budget, you know, we mm. don't have tons of cash despite- Well, I also, I don't necessarily buy into the, you should spend you know, all of your, like if you have the money, great. Yeah. Crack on. Yeah. You know, for us, we had other priorities with that money. Yeah. And- yeah. I'd rather go on a, like, well, we, you know, we went on a beautiful honeymoon and- Yeah. We also, you know, we could have waited. We we got married almost exactly a year after we got engaged, and that was one of my things. I don't want to be engaged for a really long time. Like I want to, yeah, I want to see this. And we could have waited three years and saved and and done it five times bigger. But actually, it was it was perfect how it was. Yeah. But I think, big Steph, what you were saying about seeing that other, I think there's a particular element there with queerness and the intersection between people who are very used to questioning what is expected of them whether that's like heteronormativity cisnormativity yeah. I think mm -hmm. as a community we are much more likely to reject or question things that a lot of people see as immovable and essential mm -hmm. and I love that I love that we can quite Super. literally pick and choose and it's so interesting speaking to different people about what we chose to do because when we speak to other LGBTQ people, other people who maybe live a slightly different life to the like mainstream mm -hmm. of society, mm -hmm. they completely get it straight away. And then when we speak to people who I would describe as more traditional, they're quite surprised and they're quite shocked. And it's not that they necessarily think it's a bad thing. They just think, oh, wow, that's like such a huge decision to do that. So in terms of actually like planning the wedding as a trans person, how did you find that? Was there any difficulties? I think I, I op operate in an interesting environment as a trans person because <laughs> I am, I very, very rarely meet someone who doesn't know, already know that I'm trans because mm, of yeah. my social media presence and because of my, my work as a speaker. It wasn't that much of a factor for me, but I do think that, there were certain elements that I wanted to reflect that journey. And I don't love the word journey because it, it, it yeah. suggests a beginning and an end, but I have yet mm. to come up with a better version. So we're going to use journey for mm. the, for the purposes of this. I definitely wanted, I wanted to be open about my identity. And I think part of that was working with you guys because you do so much work in the trans space and the LGBT space. I wanted that represented. I wanted people that I felt very, very comfortable around. Yeah. I think 
and yeah, we'd already shot with Steph and I felt like I knew you too anyway, because we, we've been following each other on Instagram since like 2014 or something wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We had randomly met one time. Yeah, yeah. When, before I was Max, so it doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it was just important to me that I had those, those moments of comfort. And, and I talk about this a lot when I do speaking. The, if there is a trans agenda, which we all hear about all the time. Mm-hmm. Really, it's it's to exist as a trans person without having to think about it. It's not yes. centering that. It's just allowing that to be part of you and, and bringing it up when you want to be. So I wanted to be able to not think about it on my wedding day and not in a bad way, in a just like, it's fine if my scars are out. It's fine if our smoke bombs are in the trans flag colours. It, yeah. it was a very open thing and I think that that was the goal rather than making it the central tenet of a wedding or completely hiding it it was just this is just another part of our relationship yeah I mean I uh my wedding dress was blue for a a reason not least because Mm -hmm. it was a beautiful color but my uh jewelry was pink white and blue like it was just little nods to kind of acknowledge Mm you know, yeah, yeah. Max's transness without making it, yeah, like you but said, was... a central tenet of what we yeah. were doing. But I, I like to acknowledge yeah. it because I'm proud of you and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm proud of your, I know you don't like the word journey, let's, I'm proud of what, your experience in this yeah. life. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't really, and it's, it's a privilege to be able to say that because I can imagine for a lot of other um, queer, trans and kind of gender non-conforming people, it probably is something that you have to think about. Also, depending on the way you kind of present yourself to the world, it probably is something that people have to take into consideration. And obviously uh, you have, you know, it's it's you have stealth privileges, let's just put it that way. So it was not something that we had to feel, you know, and and awkward not awkward but it it's not something, something that we had to take of. into consideration like yeah. being misgendered mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. know people reading out the um wedding vows and kind of fucking up mm-hmm. like genders or pronouns or yeah. titles or whether you were going to be husband and wife or whatever um we didn't have to take that into consideration but because it was so small as well and because it was with you all who all know us um you know, there wasn't any of that, like, you know, obviously I'm just saying this as a, as a cis person who has a lot of trans friends and kind of, you know, if you go out in a public space with loads of people from all different walks of life who know you, who've known you all different stages of your life, Mm -hmm. there must be that terrible worry that somebody's going to shit all over your day by like accidentally misplacing you or... Do you know what I mean? We didn't, we didn't have any of that, which was which is which was nice. We, we it was just yeah. very relaxed, and there was no on edgeness of your transness or our queerness being um, being a cause of any any stress. There's something really beautiful about being able to be completely yourself, yes, and not hiding any part of yourself, but also not necessarily having to focus on that part in order to be respected and yeah I think there is a there's there's passing privilege and all kinds of things wrapped up in that Mm. but I would also say that a lot of those 
fears and I think had we gotten married earlier in my transition I definitely would have had them a lot of those fears can be helped Mm. by working with people who understand the space and you know I know you're making the I want to call it a registry directory you're making a directory (laughs) so people can do that and I yeah, I, I, I'm so glad that people are taking those steps to put people in the room. It's really helpful. Even, think, yeah. even our wedding, I had people say, you know, who did your suit? Because I want to go somewhere that's trans-friendly. And, and they asked mm-hmm. who you were, you know, who was your registrar? How did you book in? All of those things. People do want to know and they are looking for it. And it all comes down to almost the theme of this podcast, which is if you're going to get married, make sure you enjoy it. Mm. And you can't yeah. enjoy it if you're, if you're scared of of. If you're, yeah, if you're worried that somebody's going to drop a clanger and kind of then put you in a sort of dysphoric state for the rest of your day, no, but you, you don't want that. So it's just nicer. It's, it's, yeah, it's really nice for there to be providers out there that are mm-hmm. like really au fait mm-hmm. and in the queer community and trans community themselves. Um, because I just, I didn't want anybody not ruining your day but do you know what I mean like mm. it's just not something you want to think about it's not something you want to think about and we didn't think about it at all you kind of touched on it but um I think if your your wedding was bigger do you think that would have been more of a thought that you would have had to find more inclusive suppliers and found it hard to do so or have more thought about your transness and your queerness because you were opening yourself up to more suppliers and you want to protect yourself and have this that this day I think like I'm just going to say something very quickly and then I'll let obviously let you speak because it's something that I can't speak of the experience but I think from a from just a general point of view the more people you have involved the more considerations you have to take and whether that's about queerness or transness or whatever the as soon as the numbers start growing of people that are involved there's more things that could go wrong for want of a better way of saying it Mm -hmm. would you agree with that yes and I think there's also an element which I bring in a lot when I think about travel which is that you are investing a Mm -hmm. lot of money in this wedding shit is expensive Mm -hmm. I am not going to put my money into a business a space a person who doesn't a thousand percent support my community absolutely that as well yeah it's it's yes. not even about um how you will be treated and whether they will respect your identity we 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 love to if we can put the money in pockets of queer people a hundred percent then we will do that so it's not even necessarily about like we need this for, you need this for your safety yeah it was a you know conscious it's a conscious decision to support our community yeah. wherever we can. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's yeah. things like um, celebrants, for example. I wouldn't use a celebrant if they didn't have, like, their pronouns in their Instagram name, yeah. for example. There are some very easy green flags mm. to use. Mm. And the the suit provider I used, King and Allen, they have LGBTQ inclusive in their bio if you go on their website they talk about it a lot and I I think it's that that explicitness of support that we looked for and we would have looked for even more and we we even look for now anytime we're buying something going somewhere it's all about choosing to support the community or choosing to support companies which support 
the community. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, can I just say, we've like bigged up Laurie's outfit. Max's suit was yes. fucking fit. You looked incredible. You did. It was so, they, so good. They nailed it. They nailed it. That was cus- It was a custom suit. And I wanted like vintage inspired, but not completely vintage. I wanted like English country gentleman, but light enough mm. to be in the summer. I wanted three piece and as a as a an AFAB person, I wanted it to be very like straight down over my hips. And if you're a an AFAB person who's ever or, or just a, a curvier AMAB person who's ever tried to wear a off the rack suit, you get all these like weird bits pointing out around your hips and your shoulders don't fit. And again, it was it was a process of eliminating any discomfort on the day. Like you don't want to be stood up there getting married thinking I look like a twat. So looking back on your day, is there anything that you would change? If I could go back and, no, there's not a single element of our wedding as exactly as it was that I would go back and change. However, I am, more is more in my mind. And if we can do the whole thing again, but Mm. differently, let's, let's do, let's do a round two. You know, I've got, I've got some, um, my mum's best mate and his husband got married seven times in different places all over the world because they love so many, yeah because yeah. they've got so many friends like everywhere they got married in San Francisco and then they got married in Berlin and they got you know and it's like why shouldn't you bloody indulge yourself do you know what I mean so I would like a blessing on the beach where it all began where the, you know first date proposal like just a blessing on the beach with a celebrant who because we didn't do vows mm. And I'm fully okay with the fact that we didn't do vows because I tell you all the time how wonderful you are and how much I love you. I don't need one day to to do that. But um, that element of our friends' weddings was, it's really lovely to, I, I wanted you to experience somebody telling you how brilliant all of your friends and I think you are in front of a whole bunch of people. Yes, I remember you saying that at Alex and Danny's. Yeah. And like their their vows were lush and it was so lovely. Mm. And I re- yeah, I remember you saying like you wanted Max to experience that. So Yeah. Not even, you know, not even hearing from me how wonderful he is, because like I said, I tell him that on the daily. Sometimes when he's busy trying to do other things, I'll just <laughs> stop him so I can say do you know how much I love you? Yeah, and I yeah. go, I, I I'm really do, busy. but I'm actually really trying to... I'm trying to hyper-focus at the moment. What usually happens is I'm like, I'm really trying to watch this. Like, I'm really trying to listen. And I really struggle to focus. <laughs> we were watching Saltburn last night, and she was just like... And I was like, can you... Can you, Like, I love... Go away. <laughs> but yeah, just, I, you know, I want you to know how brilliant everybody thinks you are. So it, when and if we have a blessing, when we have a blessing... I would like to incorporate that. I would like a celebrant, a queer celebrant, somebody who can just say. I think. Just te- yeah, just. I think. I, I I agree with you. I wouldn't change anything about the day. I think the the thing that we didn't get to do on our day was was celebrate with the people who love yes. us, and I'm happy that we made that trade off for the the calmness and the enjoyment that we had. But I think celebrating our relationship 
as opposed to kind of like that moment of union celebrating our relationship as a as a whole would be nice to do you know probably next year or, or in a couple of years yeah with all the people that we care about in one place it's just a very it's a very different event it's a very different the event. wedding yeah and yeah you mentioned um danny and alex something they did that i loved is they actually went and got married privately before their big wedding and you could really tell this they were just relaxed and they could just enjoy it and i think that works the same with us for the blessing is that we will be excited but we won't be like oh god this is our actual wedding yeah. and everything has to be because we've already done that yeah and i i like that yes i like that idea yeah we're seeing a lot of people do that i think it's a much more relaxed approach so our final question for you is what was your favorite part of the day uh it was all lovely from beginning to to end i have a favorite okay when you walked up the aisle and started crying i was gonna say the same because you were trying so hard to hold it together and and it was it was weird for me because it hadn't really hit me until that point because it just felt like a photo shoot like in a nice way we were like you know we got up we had some breakfast we had our friends come over we made some content like everything looked great and then I was I was stood there with the registrar waiting for you and I was like oh shit I'm getting married (laughs) and then I turned around and and I heard the music and you were walking up and you just looked so beautiful and then you just started crying and I could see your like bottom lip going you're trying not to cry and I was like it was it was it was it was very emotional and it was very it was a very good moment yeah I mean that's that was probably my favorite moment as well despite the uh the ugly crying Um, (laughs) and the fact that there were no pictures really without my hand in front of my face because I was trying to like um yeah try why why was I trying to like pretend that I wasn't crying like when I just embrace it and just like full on blub just all the way down oh. I think I didn't want to ruin it I was gonna say I think you were trying to trying to, to hold save the, like mascara. physically hold the tears in um but that feeling like I remember it like mm. it was yesterday that like when that song kicked in and I was just like this is this is what brides feel like and I have not felt like that despite having done this two two times before there was always an element of like what am I doing or like can can I can I turn around and run away would that be bad form um whereas this Again, was like red flag red flag yeah, yeah 100% <laughs> but yeah it was that that feeling was like oh my god this is what it feels like this is what people talk about like this huge rush of like love and emotion and like happiness and just this real there was a real sense for me I mean the all, all in the lead up to our wedding but especially on the day I remember thinking really smugly god I just have absolutely no sense of like there was not one single part Red. of me that thought I was doing the wrong thing yeah I was like there are very few things in life that you can be a hundred percent sure about, but absolutely this was one of them. And I remember thinking that I think like, God, how how lucky and how wonderful to be on the eve of your wedding and just thinking like, yep, this is exactly what I want to do. And that is a wrap on episode five. We have been El Steph and Steph, your hosts here at Love for All Podcast. Thank you for listening. And join us next time as we'll be talking to more wonderful guests. On our next episode, we're going to be chatting to Annie and Kathy about all things planning a wedding and getting married as a disabled person. Thank you. For oh, it's us. been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. We, we can't wait you. to listen back. Cheers, Chris. Bye. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.